Word for the Celtics. Is it time to panic after a three-game losing streak? I'll tell you why I think there's nothing to worry about. And how much of a psycho is Joe Missoula? I'll break down his psychotic habits that I just love. Lastly, 16 games left in the season. How many games do the Celtics need to win and what needs to change? We'll be giving you a full breakdown on today's episode of the Celtics Cornered, made by Celtics fans for the Celtics fans. And we're back. Welcome back to the Celtics Corner, hosted by Brian Nasto, where we recap every Celtics game. I'm joined by special guests on the show with in-depth breakdowns, latest topics, and anything Celtics. I have a question for you. Do you bleed green? If you do, then you are in the right place, my friend. Make sure to follow my podcast, as well as my socials at Celtics Corner underscore on Twitter and Instagram for live game updates, posts, and discussions for your Boston Celtics. Uh, what an episode we have today for you guys. I mean, obviously, this is a complete turnaround. This is We haven't seen this slump yet from the Celtics all season. Um, are they slowing down? Is it anything really to be worried about? I don't think so. I think the Celtics here in this situation, uh, coming off of the All-Star break, we can agree they've been shaky. It hasn't been, it hasn't been what we're used to. Um, let's just go down the list here. List here. We got the Indiana Pacers. They went into uh, overtime against them, one one forty two, one thirty eight. Then they just sneak by the Sixers. That was a hell of a game. Game winning shot by Tatum there get blown out by the Knicks again. They just can't seem to find their handle on the Knicks either way. You sneak by a win with the Cavs, 117-113. You're up 30 points versus the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets that, remember, got rid of their whole entire team. You blow a lead at home, not away, at home versus this handicapped JV Brooklyn Nets and 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 the Nets end up being you 115 105 on your own turf and then the following the following game you know you're you're you went into two you go into another overtime game versus the Knicks you lose by two and then the other night they lost to the Cavaliers on the road could have easily won should have Grant Williams made those two free throws yes obviously but it's just frustrating to see as a Celtics fan when you're going back-to-back uh, -to -back overtime games there. I mean, don't pull the excuse that they're tired. They're not tired. We've been doing this all season long. We've been the best team all season long. And now we have a three-game losing streak. I don't even remember the last time they had a three-game losing streak. I don't even know if they did the whole entire season. I think it was uh, when they went out west at one point. They played... Um, Oh no! They uh, the last time they had a three game losing streak was uh, when they played 
back-to-back against Orlando, and they lost the Pacers. That was the last time they had a three-game losing streak, and that was all the way back in uh, beginning the middle of December. So we've been doing this all season long. They've been steamrolling through teams, and all of a sudden, it's come to a point where I feel like the Celtics aren't generating offense. And what I mean by that is I think they're relying too much on, okay, let's play the pick-and-roll game here and let Tatum, let Brown do their jobs. A lot of iso ball. And that's not the type of basketball we've seen from the Celtics all season long. We know how they got the greatest depth in the league right now. They are deeper than the Atlantic Ocean. You, The unselfish basketball that's played all season was pretty much the main factor to their success. And here you got them struggling to find themselves how they were for most of the season. This is not the Celtics team that we've seen all season. So am I worried? No, because it's only three games, and I'm honestly not even going to count the Cavaliers game because they should have won that. They should have won that. They Grant Williams should have made those two free throws, but, you know, he jinxed himself talking smack to Mitchell. I'll make both. I'll make both. Clearly, he didn't did it because he lost. So, again, is it time to worry? No, not yet. Am I concerned? Yes. Uh, I, I Listen, we'll talk about later. 16 games left in the season. Plenty of time left. We got, a, we got a month and a half left before the playoffs. The Celtics can figure this out, and they have the ninth easiest schedule left out of all the teams in the league for the season. And I think that is, if that's not, you know, a nice steak on a golden platter being handed to you, you got to take an opportunity of this and you need to get back to work. What needs to change necessarily is make that unselfish basketball again. Stop, stop doing these pop threes in the face. See, see who's got the hot hand. It's just not good. And you know what? The Celtics will have runs. We we know the Celtics give up runs to other teams and we've seen it happen before. Um, you know, all you need is a couple missed shots. They knock down a three or two, and the team's right back in the game. We've seen it happen. The Celtics do this on a constant basis, game to game. However, that leaves no excuse to give up a 30-point lead to the Brooklyn Nets. That was the worst loss of the whole entire season. And I ever, ever since then, I think the Celtics have been mentally kind of defeated, and I think they just need to move on. Because ever since that game, they just they just look sloppy and they just can't get back to their regular selves. Uh, given the fact Tatum didn't play the other day, I you know hopefully everything's okay with him. And then Rob Williams, he he'll be out tonight versus the Trailblazers, but nothing too serious for the playoffs. I want this team. If some people need to sit out for the next sixteen games, then so be it. I want to be fully healthy, full strength, ready for the playoffs. Now, pretty much this whole entire season, we've gotten by missing one, two, maybe three players uh, with injuries, whether they were starters or key players coming off the bench like uh, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Peyton Pritchard, or Derek White in this case. However, it's it's come to the point where you're going up against the Bucs at the Easter Conference Finals. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That is what is stopping you. I'm not even worried about the West right now. 
I'm worried about the Bucks. The Bucks is the main issue in this situation. Bucks have a tremendous team, and now they're in the, you know, Gordon Dragic is uh, a leading contender to be signed on the Bucks. You know, let's not forget they picked up Jay Crowder in the trade deadline. He'll come back hopefully by the time playoffs comes around. This team is stacked. Giannis is playing in his super freak form. Um, and we're not getting those MVP performances from Tatum. He had an excellent game in the all-star game, obviously all-star MVP, 55 points shot out of his damn mind, but he's been a little bit, he's been a little bit shaky since coming back and that's fine, but you need to get back to your, the, what we've seen from you all season, your top three player in the league right now, your top three in MVP vote voting uh, you know, Giannis and Jokic right right in front of you, respectively. I think Jokic will obviously, obviously will win the uh, MVP. But I'm not even worried about MVP. We don't care about the MVP anymore. You guys were two games away, two games away from the championship last year. And you, you this is a revenge tour. And honestly, it's it's you win or bust. This season is a fail if you do not win the championship. The, the Celtics are the best team in the East if they play their best. But they haven't since the All-Star break. Being said that, we got to talk about Joe Missoula. Let's change uh, Let's change the tone here. We all know Joe Missoula is an absolute freak, and we love Missoula Ball. We love Missoula Ball. I love Missoula Ball. I think it's better than um, Ime Yodoka. However... This guy is an absolute psychopath. And we all seen him throughout the season and his habits and videos and just how he is. And he's just straight. He, you don't see him laugh. You don't, he doesn't crack jokes. The man is dead serious. You could go back to the situation with Aaron Neesmith, former Celtic, uh, uh, now playing for the Pacers. Him and him and uh, Joe Mazzulla got in a little scruffle for... The, the ball when, uh, on the sidelines? What, what the hell is he doing? What is he going to put on a Celtics jersey and hop in? Like He's the head coach. What are you doing? What are you doing? And then uh, there's a whole other thing that came out not too long ago, back actually in Mar uh, a, couple of, a couple of days ago, March 1st, where it was a pregame, and he uh, was like playing almost tackle football uh against it looked like to be Peyton Pritchard in a in a pickup game. The guy's the guy's in, insane. He's a psycho. And then he went into the whole thing about how he chewed gum for the beginning of the season, but the last 20 25 games uh he stopped chewing gum because he wants to work on his breathing habits and he's his heart rate was significantly higher when he was chewing and it lowered his anxiety and helped them stay focused. I mean, this guy it, like tunes everything. He, he's like, he's like tuning an electric guitar so it can be played beautifully. I mean, I, I don't know. I want to, I don't know what goes on inside his head, but it is one of the most um, abstract, orthodox, unorthodox um, head coaches I've ever seen coach the game and it just so happens to be the head coach for the Boston Celtics now. And you think it gets any crazier? It does. Earlier today on the news, he was on um an interview on uh NBC Sports Boston and he sleeps with his mouth 
taped shut. He tapes, he puts duct tape over his mouth and, and he falls asleep. What? What? I didn't even know that was a thing. And so and I I did a little research into it. And supposedly it's actually kind of crazy. So I'm looking at this and it says benefits of mouth taping. Um, despite the fact that nose breathing filters out allergens, adds resistance that benefits long volumes and add delivers warmer, more humid air to the lungs. Studies on mouth taping for people with asthma have found no benefits. So for me, I this has I I, I will not be doing this. I, I have asthma. It has not it does not benefit me. Of course it doesn't. Nevertheless, proponents of mouth taping claim it may help reduce the negative effects th thought to be associated with mouth breathing, including um, ADHD symptoms, uh, sleep disordered breathing, dry mouth, cavities, gum disease, bad breath, and supposedly it slowed growth in children and decreased cognitive ability. So those are two negative side effects, but bad breath, gum disease, cavities, dry mouth, sleep disorder, breathing, and then ADHD symptoms. And he goes, he goes into the whole thing um, on like why he does it. And he says there needs to be a certain obligation for coaches around the league that need to take care of themselves mentally, physically, psychologically, emotionally. And this is one of the things that he's been doing for a while now. And it, because supposedly you're supposed to sleep, um, obviously snoring, you, you're not, you're not going to snore with your mouth shut, but as when you're sleeping, you're supposed to sleep, uh, breathing in and out of your nose, um, not your mouth. However, doctors recommend not to do this because it's obviously very dangerous, you know, allergies. I can't do this. I'll suffocate myself. The amount of shit clogged up in my nose. Being said that. This is just psychotic. I, it, it, it basically changes his sleeping habits, um, makes him feel more awake. Uh, he doesn't seem to wake up in the middle of the night while he has a um, while he has a uh, thing taped, a uh, duct tape to his mouth. And supposedly, they, there's like certain tape that you can actually buy for this. I've never seen anything like this before. This is just this is crazy. If anybody knows, like, if anybody does this, please, like, hit me up on my Twitter. Let me know, like, what like what it actually does for you. Like, does it, you know, do you get a better sleep? Do you feel more refreshed? Um, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I would like to, I'd like to hear more about this. Uh, hopefully someone can interview him more about this because I just like to get more details on what this is because this is, this is actually insane duct tape over your mouth while sleeping. And I, 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 at the end of the day, I love it. The guy's a psychopath. And I don't, you know what? It comes down to the question whether or not, do you think the Celtics will be, would be in the same position or a better position or a worse position if Ime Yudoka was coaching? Part of me wants to say the same I feel like defensively under Ime Yodoka's scheme, uh, scheme, the Celtics were a lot grittier, uh, a lot more defensive-driven, focused team. Uh, obviously, we have by far one of the best offenses 
if not the best offense in the league this season uh, with the amount of depth and numbers we have and versatility we also have with stretching the floor with bigs and guards coming off the bench and size. This is by far probably the best offense in the league and one of the best offense of all time. Obviously, we've seen the numbers and it stands true. Numbers don't lie. But defensively, we are definitely a lot weaker with the amount of points we're giving up to teams. Uh, there's more than half the games last season uh, under Ime Udoka, this team would not even allow their opponents to reach 100 points, which is unbelievable. Um, but in the end, I think Joe Missoula is the guy for the Celtics. Um, obviously, they've officially signed him as the head coach, so this guy isn't going anywhere for a while. Um, until then, we will see what else this guy has to offer on the court and off the court with his psychotic uh, habits. Being said that, that brings me up to the last thing of today's segment is that we have 16 games left in the season. How many games do the Celtics need to win and what needs to change? And when we look at the Celtics schedule and what they have left, this team in the next 16 games, in the next 16 games, should only lose three. I only see them losing three in the next 16 games. Being said that, they should go 13 and 13. That is the worst case scenario that I have for them. All right. Being said that, you don't finish the season above 60 wins when we thought this team was, hey, this is a 60, 65 win team for the season. It's still possible. You can still get it done, but you can't afford... You can't afford more than two losses. Or you can yeah, you can't afford you can't even afford two losses in this case. You have to win. You have to win at least 15 games to be a 60 win game season. We got Portland tonight at home. This should be a walk in the park. It should be a walk in the park. You got the Hawks, you got the Rockets, Minnesota, Portland again, Jazz. Kings, that is where I focus on the Kings. I think that's going to be a gritty game, and I think the Kings will give us a run for our money. Uh, we're at Sacramento, so it's even, you know, odds are even against us. But uh, that will be a game to watch out for. You got the Indiana Pacers, San Antonio, Washington, and then the Bucks. Thursday, March 30th. 7.30 p.m. TNT, mark it on your calendars. That is going to be a huge game because we have no idea where the records will stand and how many games back one team will be from another. And the outcome of this game might be the deciding factor who gets home court advantage in the Eastern Conference Finals or the second round when these two teams play each other. That will be the deciding factor. It could just be that game. If I'm the Celtics, I need my team fully strength, locked, ready to go Thursday, March 30th at Milwaukee to win that game. Reminder, we played them right before the All-Star break, and this team played with their bench. They, their, their bench. They had no starters 
Rob Williams played all of six minutes. I have no idea why, but he did. Because Joe Mazzulla is a freak, and he just wanted to have, throw him out. I, I don't know. I don't know what goes on in that guy's mind. Like I said, we lost by six points. We had the game. We were going to beat a full-strength Milwaukee team with our own bench. Wh what does that say? What does that say? This team can easily compete, if not steamroll over the Bucks with the t depth we have. Should be no excuses this season. No excuses. Chris Middleton is not the Chris Middleton we know and seen in years past. This guy has fallen off ever since the injury, and he, he's not the same anymore. It's you stop Giannis, you beat the Bucs. That's it. That's it. And, of course, you know, Drew Holiday is probably going to drop an easy 35, 40 points on us because it's Drew Holiday, and when he plays anybody else, ugh, I, you won't, you, you know, you'll never see him even scratch 15. Besides the point, after that, you got the Jazz, you got the Sixers again. That's no competition. We've known this. The Sixers have never been a threat to us for years now. We got away. I'll admit we got away a, a couple weeks ago in Philly with the game winner. Um, but having said that, the Sixers shouldn't be a problem. You go against the Raptors twice, and then you finish with the Hawks on April 9th. 16 games. If I were to say they were to lose three at max, these are where I see losses. Obviously, the Bucks, the Kings, and I can see them giving up an L to the Pacers because the Pacers just play phenomenal whenever we face them. Um, yeah. This is... this. You could finish this season um, 58 and 24. 58 and 24. And if if I made that if you're a Celtics fan, I'd be pretty happy with that result. Obviously, we wouldn't we weren't expecting the Celtics to have such a slump going into the All-Star break or after the All-Star break, but here we are. Um at this point, it's finished strong. You only ha can afford three losses if I'm the Celtics. And stay healthy if or get healthy before the playoffs. Other than that, they play Portland tonight at 7.30 p.m. Uh, it should be a walk in the park. But that's all I have for you guys. I'll be posting live game updates on my Twitter for every game at Celtics Corner underscore. Make sure to go give that a follow and make sure to follow the podcast so you get notified every time a new episode comes out. Until then, go Celtics.